Bonjour, mes amis. That's French, you know, Brad. It is. Yes, that's a good day, my friends. And I say that because les est bon temps roulé. <laughs> mm-hmm. Happy Mardi Gras, Cher. And happy Mardi Gras to you. You know what that means, right? Fat Tuesday. That's mm-hmm. what Mardi Gras means. Because in the olden days, well, tomorrow's Ash Wednesday is why we do that, uh, you would eat up all of your fattening foods or your foods that were going to go bad today. You would binge today and fast tomorrow. And I've had many Fat Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays. And... <laughs> As have I, my friend. So today is uh, Mardi Gras Fat Tuesday, and uh, I brought you pancakes because oh, very cool. I mentioned yesterday that it's uh, National Pancake Day. And sometimes they screw it up, i got to be honest with you. Sometimes it's always supposed to be on Mardi Gras Shrove Tuesday is the day you would use up the ingredients to make pancakes because you can't eat them, you know. I guess you could eat that that stuff tomorrow, but um, in the olden days, you would have pancakes or something. You'd have all sorts of king cakes and pancakes and all sorts of wonderful things. So IHOP um, has made it National Pancake Day, and this is one of the few years in my recent memory where it has correctly lined up with uh, Shrove Tuesday or Fat Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So kudos to you, IHOP. That's why I'm mentioning it this year. Because when you wait until the second or third Tuesday of Lent to have your National Pancake Day, not a peep out of me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and this is for a good cause. Yeah, it benefits the uh, Children's Miracle Networks. And this specifically, you can see this one, I've got the local IHOP. Mm-hmm. Where it's got the local, um, I guess we could put a picture of that online if you want. I could take a picture of it. It's got for the sure. local restaurants. You see Pigeon Forge on there. Mm-hmm. And Sevierville is, wait, is there a Sevierville one? There's Mountain Grove there in uh, South Knoxville and Chapman Highway, one I pass every day. And these are the ones that I, the two that I pass are mm-hmm. 1802 Parkway, Sevierville, and then actually 3636 Parkway, Pigeon Forge is the one just near us. Mm-hmm. I took the, the boys, the grandsons, to that one, and uh, we had pancakes. We had breakfast for dinner. I see. That's got, a good thing to do. Well, yeah, it was, it was zero. I mean, I got them. I, when their mom saw the picture, she's like, that's what they ate? You gave them pancakes with whipped cream and chocolate sauce and <laughs> smiley faces, and I put no, um, yeah, there was no protein on the plate. However, <laughs> you know, you got to do what you got to do. When you're a uh, grandparent, you get to do that stuff. That's exactly right. I mean, yeah. we fed them enough the whole time they were here. They didn't die. <laughs> but anyhow, today from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., you can go to an IHOP. And this is all over the country, so for those of you um, elsewhere... You can do that, but there's quite a list just in the East Tennessee areas. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I had no idea there were ten IHOPs in East Tennessee. And they're all listed on this little card, and that's why I brought you these uh, pancakes in this, this IHOP container. <laughs> Technically, they're a prop. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But you could, you could heat them, I suppose, if you wanted. And here's a plastic knife and fork. I did not bring any of the butter. I thought, who needs mm, it? But right. I did bring some uh, Hop and Go or I Hop and Go old-fashioned pancake syrup, which has. I'm looking for anything, um, anything maple in there. I see corn syrup. I see potassium sorbate, caramel color, natural and artificial flavors. So that would be it. That would be the the pancake. I mean the maple flavor. I, I mean, that's, you know, I mean, unless you're going to go to Vermont and, and spend money on pure uh, maple syrup, you're always going to get that kind of stuff. Uh, my wife and I went to another place that does not serve pancakes. 
but does serve syrup. Mm -hmm. And uh, we mixed some bacon, <laughs> crumbled some bacon on top. <laughs> so we had uh, maple bacon pecan waffle the other day. Okay. I have had candied bacon and I live to regret it, actually. Really? I love candied bacon. What don't you like about it? Uh, didn't it? I liked it. It did not like me. I'll put it that way. Oh. Well, you know, it's possible that it was a bad batch. They didn't cook the bacon well enough. <laughs> it could be. I don't know. It should be crispy bacon. Mm -hmm. and then either coated in sugar for the candy-coated bacon. Mm -hmm. You can get that at um, First Watch, has what they call it, Millionaire's Bacon or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then um, chocolate-covered bacon, I think it's delicious. I just like bacon-covered bacon. You can do that. Yes. You can just take two layers of bacon. Uh, some of my friends have been posting a lot lately where they, they cook bacon, but then they pour the pancake batter around it. Mm -hmm. And it looks kind of like a hot dog, except it's flat because it's a bun, if you will, of pancake with a strip of bacon in the middle. I see. Well, anyway, yeah. And the, all of this is really just to get you to go give money to Children's Hospital. And you can do that anytime. You don't have to go to IHOP to give money to Children's Hospital, but that's nice that uh, IHOP will give you the short stack. And how many is in a short stack? Because in the picture, doesn't it look like there's a lot? It looks like more than a short stack in the picture. That looks like six pancakes in yes. the... I don't think here. you get six. I could be wrong. I have been before. Well, there, here's one. <laughs> Here's two. Here's three. So, oh yeah, oh, this one's. Look at this one. It's, it's picked up the IHOP logo uh -huh. from the back. Of the, <laughs> I love it. It's gotten a little soggy. So, like I said, these are prop pancakes. Uh huh. However, um, Hunter, if you microwave them enough, the fact that I touch them shouldn't matter. <laughs> if you heat them up to a hundred and something degrees so that to kill them. Oh, here he comes. Go ahead, let's see your hands grab them. That'd be funny. <laughs> Let me see your arm. <laughs> Go ahead, here's Hunter. <laughs> All right. Remember, thank you. Remember the old Soupy Sales show? Did you ever see that? Uh-huh, yes I did. He would have arms coming in mm -hmm. from off camera all the time. And then one of them was uh, covered in a, a claw and it would be Fang, be mm -hmm. reaching in and grabbing. Thank you, Hunter, that's fun. It's like old-timey children's TV we got going on. So that was topic number one, right? And that was topic number one. We've got kudzu to talk As about. topic number two is kudzu. Topic number two is kudzu. Now, I know it's not the right time of year for kudzu. Mm -hmm. In fact, this is, I have mixed feelings on kudzu. I hate it, except when it's not on my property. You know, I hate it on my own property. It's disgusting. It's annoying. It, it ties up, it tears down the, the trees, you know, the pine trees get overloaded with kudzu, it kills them. Mm -hmm. But when you drive by, and you're driving, like I say, down Chapman Highway to come to the Smoky Mountains, and everything on all sides of you is just this beautiful lush green, mm -hmm. right? That's kudzu. Yes. Hides everything. You come in the winter, you get to see what's underneath the kudzu, and you're like, eh, they could have raked. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they could have hidden that tire. But then kudzu comes along as a blanket of, of, of camouflage. And covers all of the all of the things that we wouldn't normally want to see, but like I said, it's a problem. It's technically an invasive species, right? Because it's not mm -hmm. a kudzu is a Japanese word, maybe. Mm -hmm. well, I have recently had a seminar about dealing with kudzu in Sevier County. Yeah. So did you uh, go? I did not go oh. at that time. It was a. Uh, <laughs> I knew you didn't go. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> it was back on the thirtieth, and, uh, and and keep Severe beautiful. Put this on, or at least are they part. pro or anti kudzu? I think they're anti. They're trying to uh, figure out how to get rid of it, at least on uh, property. Because they're all about cleaning up the garbage and yes. the litter mm -hmm. that the kudzu cleverly hides. Mm -hmm. So, 
like I say, I got mixed feelings about it. Mm-hmm. What, help me out on this. If you're in the north, you may not know kudzu because at a certain, I guess, latitude, it can't grow mm-hmm. because it's too cold. Yes. And uh, but south of here, it's e- there's even more of it. We're kind of on the point where I don't know if we're as far north as kudzu can get, but. Pretty close. I think up into Virginia. I think it goes up into Virginia. We're on the kudzu line, basically. Oh, that sounds like it. We, that's good. We can write that in the history books. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Back in the early part of the 21st century, <laughs> mankind lived on the kudzu line. <laughs> yes. So, all right. What's the story then? I okay. heard this something about, I heard the, the, the local radio DJs cracking some pretty good kudzu jokes about... Um, Actually, they really were cracking Gatlinburg City Council jokes, mm-hmm. making fun of everyone who ever was on the City Council in Gatlinburg Okay. Uh, over the past 30, 40 years. But it had to do with Gatlinburg and kudzu. Mm-hmm. They do say the wildfires helped fuel kudzu in a few different ways. How so? Now, they added nutrients to the ground, they killed some native plants, and opened new areas uh, to sunlight that that plant craves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it eats up the sunlight, and then the stuff under it can't survive. I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And we had all the homes that are hit, of course, by the wildfire. Also, stop people from taking care of their yards as well. And now I see the pictures of the kudzu, and I think of uh, some of my friends who who make grapevine trees, grapevine Christmas-type trees. Yeah. And I don't know if that is the same type of uh, product that you could use for that or not. But Well, if you get really the thick part of the kudzu, um, it's pretty viney, and you have to wear, if you're going to pull it down, you probably should wear gloves just because it'll rough up your hands. I don't think it's poisonous. Mm-hmm. But, I, yeah, I've, I've done tried to do the Tarzan um, thing many times, mm-hmm. yanking kudzu down from the pine trees behind my house. Um, so I, but the thin, the newer green growth kudzu, is, it's pretty thin. It's like, it's like a spaghetti with these big leaves off of it. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about when you get into the really thick viney part. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not the only vine that grows around here, but yeah, I guess you could make a wreath out of that. Mm-hmm. It, if it's old enough, it gets pretty stiff, not that flexible. Uh, anyway, carry on. Sure, that it does. So you'll want to read up on that. And um, What's the it, part about the goats that I heard on the radio? Okay, there's a part about the goats, and I'm not sure I have that information in front of me here. Well, but I think, uh, whether well, goats what, actually like them or what? Here's what I remember about the, the chuckleheads on the radio. They were doing jokes about, I think it was about um, Gatlinburg, allowing uh, grazing kudzu goats, or I think sheep too. Mm-hmm. When, and goats will be great about eating kudzu. They love it. Mm-hmm. So m- several cities have gotten these kudzu goats to come in. And what you do is, I guess you just let them loose in a kudzu area, and they just eat to their heart's content. And it removes a good chunk of the kudzu. And then, or at least if they kick, you know, eat it, especially down by the roots, it kills it off. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's one way to control kudzu is the natural way with sheep and goats. So I think that was the point was that Gatlinburg was passing some kind of referendum or some way to allow this. But then the conversation with the, the chucklehead DJs turned into a thing about, oh, I would love to be a fly on the wall for that meeting in Gatlinburg. Because remember the old days when George Hawkins was on <laughs> the council and they used to have fights in the city council. So it really, it went a whole other direction, uh-huh. talking about the olden days of Gatlinburg's city council. But I think the point of the story, at least it started out, I think, as a, a point of that you can now take your goat and, and bring him to Gatlinburg and um, have at. 
Or, or maybe you need a permit. You might need a permit. I'm not sure. That was what was that was the point of the story. I didn't catch the whole thing. I see. You mean you don't just borrow there from Goats on the Roof? There, that's right across the street from us, isn't it? Goats uh, on the Roof or nearby? Not, not the one with the goats. The, the Goats on the Roof location with the goats is on Where's Valley Road. But there's a sign uh, right on the parkway mm -hmm. over by the island. Yes, there that is. It says Goats on the Roof. So I assumed, I assumed that meant they had goats on the roof. I don't know they do there. They do at their other go location. In. I, don't, I need to go take a closer look. Well, Kira and I have this idea that when she finally gets back from the flu, mm -hmm. hello, Kira, dear. Um, <laughs> Daytona, that, then the flu. I mean, come on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that we should drop in on a few of these local businesses mm -hmm. uh, after the show each day and ask these hard-hitting questions. You know, like, that's a question. Your sign says goats on the roof. May we please see them? Right? Hard-hitting investigative journalism like that. Mm-hmm. We'd like to see what's on the sun. Really riveting <laughs> broadcast, I'm sure. <laughs> sure. Huh? It's, it's always good when we do talk to our local businesses. Okay, so that's the story with kudzu then? That's the story with kudzu. Do you think this tie looks good? I think it looks fine. Because I picked this out early this morning. Normally, my wife is more involved. What, what, I'll have to take it. Good, we'll take the nice, let me do a nice pose for Jerry. <laughs> then I'll send that to her. And... Um, I picked out my own wardrobe today, which is nice, I guess. I've been trying to do more of it um, mm -hmm. since we're, you know, I like to get dressed up here at Mountain Fun Life. Uh -huh. And it, we do a show, you know, I'm here three days a week, so that's a lot of ties, a lot of shirts. So I can't bother Jerry every time. Sure. Especially last night, she had she was not even home. She had a Choral Society rehearsal. Mm -hmm. So I thought, oh, Mardi Gras, I think Mardi Gras colors are green, gold, and purple. Does anyone know Mardi Gras colors? Like, if you had a king cake, doesn't it have, like, green and purple on it and, and gold? So I didn't want to wear my green tie today because I'm saving that for St. Patrick's Day. Mm -hmm. And I thought if I wore a yellow shirt and a green tie, it wouldn't look like Mardi Gras. So I wore yellow and purple. I'm going for Mardi Gras. So I don't, you know, maybe you can help me out with that uh, in the comments section as you're watching us on Facebook Live. And if you're watching later on Roku or on YouTube, I mean, you can still make a comment on YouTube, I think, right? You can make a comment on YouTube. Where Roku, you just would yell at the TV like uh, an old person. <laughs> Get off my lawn! Mardi Gras colors are... <laughs> but if you know about King Cakes and can comment now or on Facebook, I would appreciate it because even later in the day, I still get the notifications. Mm -hmm. And I know, do. When you make a comment on the videos, I appreciate that a lot. But I think I think I could probably look. Some of my many of my Facebook friends are um, have Louisiana ties or some kind of um, like Natalie Kimbrough. Somebody brought Natalie Kimbrough. She's a violinist. Mm -hmm. um, a king cake. Yeah, here it is. Here's Natalie Kimbrough's post. All right. So you see, it's got yellowish gold, mm -hmm. which is supposed to be my my shirt, and the purple. But I don't, I'm lacking the green. Oh, Jennifer, your wife knows about it. She says, it is, in fact, green, gold, and purple. Okay. Kind of looks like a jester's hat, really, if you think about it, right? Mm-hmm. That it does. And then the Vienna Coffee House, where's that? In, uh, Mer in Merville. They've got a king cake cupcake, and they've got the plastic baby in it. Uh-huh. I see. That's funny. <laughs> All right. That's a thing. You know, you're supposed to um, not swallow the plastic baby. You should, that would not be a good idea. No, no. If you do that, you got to eat a lot of fiber to later. Mm -hmm. uh, however, if you find it in your piece, then that's good luck, I believe. Mm -hmm. Oh, hey, it's Jeannie Lee Palaganis from uh, the Inn on the River. Hi, Jeannie Lee Palaganis. I drove by the Inn on the River today, and they are out there 
you know, I, what do you call that? The portico, the carport, the thing that is you would drive under and then you, your wife gets out and goes and checks you into the hotel mm -hmm. without getting rained on yes. or <laughs> sunned on or snowed on or whatever. Uh -huh. uh, well, that whole thing, they had a crew out there. I guess, I guess they're tearing it apart to build a new one. Mm -hmm. and, and that's why they're remodeling. Yeah, so hey, Jeannie, thank you for watching and thank you for liking the tie. So if you could also be interested in knowing what it is you got going on today as they're redoing that thingamajig, carporty, portico-y, doohickey. I never knew to call it anything. It's just where you go to check in, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, it's a, uh, you see, it comes from like the old-timey homes where mm -hmm. you would always have some sort of cover, like the country clubs. Oh, yes. You'd always have a, a, every country club I've ever been to, which is probably more than I should admit. Every country club I've ever, ever visited uh -huh. has always has the thing where you drive up and you let the old ladies out of the car, like your grandma mm -hmm. or whomever, and they can go in without uh, being exposed to any kind of weather. So some churches have this. Mm -hmm. um, certainly country clubs and hotels. Of course, hotels have it because you can't predict the weather on the minute that the person is checking in. You want to give them an opportunity to either be in the shade if it's sunny or be in the dry if it's rainy. Mm -hmm. So no matter what, I mean, really, 365 days a year, it's a useful thing to be able to pull under a roof of some kind, a carport of some kind. That's so helpful. If you can tell us what that's called, Jeannie, um, I would love to know. But I'm excited about the renovations coming to the Inn on the River. Mm -hmm. I have, uh, Jennifer and I have stayed there a couple of times and um, had an ongoing business relationship uh, with them. And a uh, great place. And it's going to be even greater once they get that reopened. Or oh, yeah. It's open now, but once they get that the renovation well, done. Yeah, part of it is they're going to fix up the outside of it to make it look, I mean, just exciting, more, more touristy. It looked, when they built it, it was very modern for the day and age. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's kind of like when you go to Epcot Center <laughs> And you're like, oh, this was supposed to be the experimental prototype type community of tomorrow. And it kind of looks like the experimental prototype community of yesterday. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> now, they've made a lot of changes. I haven't been to Epcot in, oh, probably 10 years or so. I'm not sure exactly. But um, anyhow, oh, Jennifer now is um, telling us if you get the baby in the cake, the king cake back to, uh, good luck. And then you bring... You are to bring the king cake the next celebration. So, oh, it comes with dues, does it? Mm-hmm. All right. Now, Jeannie has uh, Googled and looked up the fancy name for the carport, and it's called a uh, porte-cochere. The port is door, mm -hmm. and cochere would be probably covering. So thank you, Jeannie. That's lovely. Yes, because I remember that from French class. Uh, my teacher would always yell, Fermé la porte, which means shut the door. And then he would yell at us, Fermé la bouche, shut your mm -hmm. mouth. <laughs> it's always good to know because you never know when you're going to be a contestant on Jeopardy and need to know this stuff. Well, you would know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. if, they, if they plucked you at ra if, if if Alex Trebek or whomever came in here right now and randomly chose you and you, were, you didn't know that you were going to be on Jeopardy, that would be unfair. <laughs> well, yes. I think there's a test. There's a test. I think there are several tests. Yeah, so I, I don't think anyone who's on Jeopardy <laughs> is surprised. <laughs> you know, I mean, so the statement, you never know when you're going to be on Jeopardy. Oh, you know. Okay, in trivia. I don't know. All right. <laughs> in, in a random trivia contest at a, at a bar somewhere. I don't know. Well, even those, I think you have to sign up. You have to go up to the guy, the trivia guy, and get the pad of paper <laughs> right, and pencil. Yes. You have to promise to put away your phone. Have you ever done that? Uh, I have once. Me too. Mm -hmm. I did it once, and it was okay. Mm -hmm. um, but some of the questions are impossibly difficult. And they that do that is on true. purpose. You can't, you, know, you can't get them all right. 
And then a lot of them are the ones where it just messes with your head enough. You know, it's like uh, put these things in chronological order, which is very difficult because, you know, like two of the items are like obvious and the other two are so close together. It's like, ugh, you know, and it's, it makes it hard. Mm-hmm. But I like Trivial Pursuit still. I mean, I played that for the first time in a long, long time over Christmas break. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally, my family and everyone hates playing with me. <laughs> now, have they updated Trivial Pursuit since the 80s? Oh, yeah, I yeah. I have paid attention. Oh, you can get Trivial Pursuit about anything you want. I mean, you can pick it. It's like Monopoly almost. Mm-hmm. If you want um, one that's about, I think there's like a Harry Potter maybe edition or um, any number of different types of Trivial Pursuit. I think you can have if you'd like. Anyway, maybe you can help me out with that too, because I got I won I won the original version. This is a long time ago. Uh, the original Trivial Pursuit Genus One. Mm-hmm. I won it in a radio call-in contest because it was a question that seemed obvious to me at the time. I, I probably, if I thought about it hard enough, I could probably remember the answer was like, you know, Mozart or something like that. Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart or something. I like see. That. And it was back in. Um, well, it was a long time ago. Let's just say Trivial Pursuit was brand new, <laughs> and it was the hottest thing out there. And I had been uh, to visit my cousins, and they had played it. And I thought, wow, this is fantastic, this new game. And then a few months later, the top 40 radio station that I listened to in Washington, D.C., and later was able to get a job working there, uh, had this contest to give away Trivial Pursuit games. And it seemed like a hard enough question that most people wouldn't know it right away. Mm-hmm. But I did, and I called in, and I won. And I was more excited, frankly, about going to pick up the prize mm-hmm. at 105 WAVA in Arlington, Virginia. I see. Uh, because I got to, I wanted to see everything. I wanted to see the studio. I wanted to see the whole, the whole business of everything. Um, so anyway, that's how I got, and I still have that same Trivial Pursuit. But since then, we've bought multiple sets of cards that you can play. So I love, I love Trivial Pursuit, and I, I wouldn't mind to play it again. We gave away at one radio station I worked at the Rock and Roll Trivial Pursuit. Yeah, see, there you edition. go. Yeah. So we'd take questions out of there and ask the question, then people won. What were the categories? I don't remember. I've slept since then. Oh, because <laughs> one of the funny ones I, well, I reminded of when I was in college, we had a whole show um, about celebrity deaths. Mm-hmm. And it was, we, we played songs by rock and rollers who at that point were dead. Mm-hmm. And we, but we organized it by cause. So we put all the we played the drug overdoses together. <laughs> we played the plane crashes together. Um, you know, food-related deaths was a good one. And then at the end, we had time for one more song. We didn't know what to play, mm-hmm. so we played uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, an honorary mention. And he's still alive. He still is. He's still going. Now here's a comment uh, from Gustavo Tomazelli, and Gustavo reached out to me the other day. He wants to interview me on his podcast, but I told him I said I have these. <laughs> So he's, I think he's checking up to see if I was telling the truth. <laughs> no, you see, I'm very busy. I have to drive to Pigeon Forge, which is an hour. Uh-huh. And then I come here and I get to do this show, which is lovely. And then it's, I have to drive an hour back. So that eats up, you know, a, a chunk a day, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, um, I thought my wife was texting me about my tie, but it's not nothing to do with me. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's so Gustavo. Yes, I'm really here. I see your comment. I'm here live in Pigeon Forge, and I would love to be on your podcast, but the question is a matter of when, because I thought I could maybe do it on Thursday, but a coworker of mine had a death in the family, and he flew home to Omaha to be with his mom, right? Mm-hmm. So um, we, we talked around the office, and 
it came out that I needed a ride, so I said I would do it. So Becca asked me, said, would you pick up uh, Bruce from the airport? So I'm going to pick him up uh, on Thursday. So now I can't do the podcast with Gustavo on Thursday because of that. So anyway, but we'll work it out, Gustavo, I promise. We'll get it, get it taken care of. All right, then. Now, we have a new short movie in town. Oh, I forgot about that. Thank you for making notes over there. Mm-hmm. There's, um, have you seen it yet? I have not seen it. I saw just the first couple minutes of it. It came out, I guess, yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, now we know our friend Amanda Marr. In fact, she told me when I saw her at the Rose Glen Literary Festival, Amanda Marr told me that she's coming back on the show soon. I believe Monday. Oh, good. All right. Well, she seemed to know, and I was surprised, but I was pleased. Anyway, her husband, Shane, is a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Now, he doesn't, he's not credited as making this particular movie, but it's, it looks like the kind of movie he would make because it's really good. And their son, Max, is the star of the film. Mm-hmm. And it's a story about this young kid who plays Kirby. Max plays a kid named Kirby who um, goes to the comic book store in Sevierville and finds some bizarre comic book, mysterious comic book that has magically appeared in the rack. And it's called Severe Storm. And he's a superhero named Severe Storm. Mm-hmm. And in the course of the comic book, and then in the course of the thing, he goes on. There's, a, there's the, uh, you see this here. They've got the Mountain Press, mysterious uh, superhero, and there was a sighting, you know, like Bigfoot being spotted. So they spotted severe storm on the roof. <laughs> and through the course of it, uh, the comic book says that he goes on to battle um, Power Forge. Power Forge. <laughs> or Forge okay. Power. I think it's Power Forge is the uh-huh. villain, and villain is, which is hilarious. Because when you see him, he looks just like the guy on the Pigeon Forge sign, uh-huh. you know, with his hammer, and he's, and he's hammering at the forge, just with a blacksmith. Uh-huh. He looks just like the blacksmith and the Pigeon Forge logo. Mm-hmm. So he's the bad guy, and the, his evil plan is to release hundreds of pigeons into Sevierville so they could fly around and do their business on people's cars. <laughs> so Max, uh, meaning Kirby, playing, played by Max, has got the comic book. So the police are trying to figure it out. Everyone's trying to figure out. And if Max could just get them to listen to him, he can tell by the comic book what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sure enough, that uh, you know, Max is the hero of the day. And it's fun. It's on the uh, Sevierville Chamber of Commerce Facebook page is where I saw it. And um, it was nice. It's like 17 minutes, though. Can you show that footage one more time, or have you already shown it twice? of uh, the superhero severe storm on the roof of a nearby business. If you can roll that one more time, Hannah, I'd appreciate it. There he is. So the newspaper, mysterious hero, spotted on the roof. And then uh, and there's like the, you know, someone's uh, cell phone footage or supposed to look like amateur footage. So they mix that in <laughs> with all the professional stuff. And it's funny because there's folks from the Chamber of Commerce, from the local businesses, like this one lady is blatantly promoting her business. So I'm sitting here in the such and such restaurant enjoying the such and such burger special for only ten ninety five <laughs> with, with delicious crispy onion rings. And to the point where it's it's so tongue in cheek, you know, they cut her off because it's so obvious she's trying to get a plug in for her business uh-huh. uh, while trying to tell about the uh, superhero spotting. Mm-hmm. So it's very cute. Amanda Marr is in it as herself. I think she might also play the voice of uh, Kirby's mom from off camera. Just, you know, I mean, I've known her a long time. It sounded like her. Sure. So anyway, it's very sweet, very clever. A uh, fun little spoof parody of superhero movies with a lot of Sevierville locations and inside jokes. In fact, there's, it's so inside. There are people in it whom I didn't quite recognize. Like the mayor of Sevierville is in it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'd have to look and see which one he was because I don't know exactly what he looks like. Mr. Fox. 
But anyway, um, so that's cool. You might want to check that out. It's very fun. Sounds like a lot of fun. 17 minutes to, uh, uh, well, promote Sevierville, of course, in Sevier County, especially mm -hmm. Sevierville. And it yeah, sounds like a lot of fun. And uh, Max, it will be a star. Now, we have an um, a interview that we're going to run today. We'll get to our community calendar before the end of the show as well. Mm -hmm. But we also have a conversation that um, last time my friend Asia White was by. Uh, we were talking to her about the Chinese New Year, but we also uh, talked to her a bit about her career and her talent as a potential voice actor. Uh, and, and she's just a fascinating person. And I think she's got, you know, what we call it. Mm -hmm. You know, she's got, she's telegenic. Yes. So uh, take a few minutes to uh, check out my friend Asia White, who, um, and, and maybe you can learn something about how to pursue your dreams. You're watching Morning in the Mountains on Mountain Fun Life. morning in the mountains on Mountain Fun Life. Hi, I'm Frank Murphy, and I've told you many times I love the part of this job where I get to interview my friends, and that is exactly what's happening today as we welcome Asia White. Hi, Asia. Good to see you. Hey, Frank. Good morning. Good morning. Happy to have you here. Thank you. Now, we met because of the Knox Asian Festival, uh, I guess, this past year, because you and I traded off on the hosting duties on the different stages. Yes. And you also became a spokesperson, so you were out there doing all the TV interviews and different things for that and I thought wow you really have got something going on there and you said to me well by coincidence I'm pursuing a career as a voiceover artist and event host and personality so here you are to tell me about this you've made several leaps and bounds since we last spoke in yes. August. <laughs> I did so um, like you said Frank uh, when we last spoke I didn't I just had the thought that I wanted to yeah. go into this field I, I definitely didn't study it in college. It's more of a hobby that I mm -hmm. kind of grew up with and everybody was always like, oh, you're good at speaking. You know, maybe you should try this. But I never knew how to get into it. Well, you know, you'd be surprised. I mean, people told me that all my whole life, too. I'm like, it's, I'm just talking. It's not that hard. But you realize after a while that not everybody does it. Exactly. Yeah. And some people just aren't as comfortable, you know, exactly. climbing up on stage and doing that whole jubay. <laughs> oh, wait, there's an open mic? Let me get to it. <laughs> I know, right? Let me go up there. <laughs> Please, let the lights so, shine. Yeah, you and I have that in common. We do, yeah, we do, exactly. we do. So, uh, I have actually finally launched my business. Uh, it is Asia White Productions, LLC. Mm -hmm. um, and right back here, you can see that I have a website uh, to show you what my services are. But mainly what I'm wanting to do is be a voiceover artist. Mm -hmm. And the crazy thing is, is I think people hear voiceover work all day, every day, but when you tell them about it, right. they don't know what it is. Right, because you realize that you encounter it everywhere you go. Absolutely. You hear an announcer telling you something, whether it's on television or radio, which is what we automatically right. think of, but when you're on the telephone and there's a message on hold. When you walk into one of the many attractions in the Great Smoky Mountain region and there's a voiceover of the speaker telling you what's coming up. Exactly. That could be you. That could be me. So dream is to read books, you know, just like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I would love that so much. Uh, but the services that I am offering right now. So you're talking about uh, audio books, obviously. Audio books, yes. I mean, oh, everyone wants to just sit around and read. <laughs> but you mean read out loud into a microphone. Yes, I okay. mean read out loud into a microphone. <laughs> Thank you for making that clarification. Um, yes, I want to bring your stories to life. Um, oh, that'd be cool. Wouldn't it? Yeah. But uh, some other things that people may not think about, like you said, is the voice telephone of 
um, yeah, voice the, on the telephone? Yeah, the, the voice mail system, or really it's the menu, the, right. the menu tree when you first reach a business. Fun fact, if you call Salsaritas around here, yeah. that's me. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Do so you do Spanish? I do not. <laughs> if you give me a Spanish script, I might be able to, yeah. you know, like crash my way through, but well, I, I don't think. I know what you're talking about, though, because in many instances I'm asked to pronounce Spanish, French, Latin, or something yes. else. But you just practice, you just look at it, and you learn it, and you do it. No, and, and that's what you have to do. So voiceover work yeah. is not simply just reading into the microphone or speaking into the microphone. There's a lot of practice involved. Yeah. So for example, I don't have a deep voice, Frank. What? I know. What? I know. <laughs> so I find that I have to do exercises now, like oh, cool. humming exercises mm -hmm. just to get that lower uh, vocal range. Yes. Well, I also love doing tongue twisters as a way of warming up before a show, before a lot of, when I have to be very specific. Right. And hit the exact enunciation and trailing consonants and all of those things. So you gotta work on things like, you know, unique New York or red leather, yellow leather, oh things gosh. like that. Yeah, all of those, those are really difficult. Yeah. But <clears throat> if you're in the Knoxville community today, Pigeon Forge, Sevierville, anywhere in that area, anytime you need a voice for your phone, commercial, Commercial, yeah. radio. I think a face too. I think you'd be all right. I, I could see you doing yeah, a TV a face commercial. too. I don't <laughs> mind TV commercials. Uh, if you do want to see my face, though, and also Frank's, yes. um, of course, you can just go to the Asian Festival uh, that right. we host. Yeah. Um, I host a couple events. That's really cool. And our pictures are on the uh, the website and the Facebook page they for are. the Knox Asian Festival. They absolutely are. Excellent. What a fun event. All right. Well, Asia White, I know you're going to be a big star, so I'm glad I got you here at the beginning because this is one of those things where I have to show people and say, no, I, I really did know her before and <laughs> you'll be able you. to say the same thing you say no I've heard of her I've seen her before hopefully hopefully <laughs> let's spell asiawhite.com for the purposes of you who want to look her up yes yeah, so it is not Asia like the continent you guys it's Asia A Z S H A so as Shah yes as Shah <laughs> as Starbucks wa Starbucks once spelled Azash <laughs> Asia White at AsiaWhite.com. Voiceovers and events. You're a star. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. You want to take us out? You can say you're watching Morning in the Mountains, more of the show after this. Yeah. You're watching Morning in the, Mount Morning in the Mountains, more after this. All right. Very fun talking to my pal Asia White. I have to get her back here again for another uh, live interview soon. She filled in for Kira one time, too. Mm -hmm. And if Kira keeps having the flu, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll get Asia White on the phone. I, I think I also like this tie because it's got some dark black stripes, black and gray stripes that perfectly hide the microphone. At least that's how it looks from here, I think. Does it look? Anyway. Uh, so, <laughs> so, Brad, you've been writing, uh, while we were just before the show, you were writing a great new article um, about things that we can look forward to because you know the, the spring season is practically upon us it's going to feel like spring today mm -hmm. with a high of 63 and then it's going to feel like winter the rest of the week with temperatures <laughs> below freezing overnight uh, including into leap day leap weekend mm -hmm. um, but I've been noticing that some of the attractions are starting to reopen the Severable guys were out taking down the snowflakes today did you see them I saw them yes they're pulling the snowflakes down off the off the telephone poles not like you know, actual snowflakes. Remember the Christmas light snowflakes? Mm -hmm. Those those are turned off and they're coming down. So they're doing that today. And one of the places, I think it's Country Tonight, says we're coming back March 30th, which seemed a little late to me, maybe. Mm -hmm. But I guess that's when, like, Sweet Fanny Adams reopens at the end of March, beginning. That's what it was. It was a Monday. Why would you open a 
reopen the theater on a Monday is what I couldn't figure out. Sure. Because uh, I, I have I have calendars in my head. I can't help it. I look at that and go, March 30th? Isn't that a Monday? <laughs> <laughs> so I hope it probably is, right? Anyway, um, but a lot of them are now reopening in February. Some Several, uh, like I think um, our friends over at the Sola Motown and... Uh, they reopened. They opened the, February 15th. Yeah, the Grand Majestic. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know who's working over the Grand Majestic now? Uh, Michael Chambliss. Mm-hmm. Remember him? He was, uh, well, I was at that project that didn't last, the failed, the failed project. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyway, I got a, a nice uh, Facebook message from him last night saying that uh, he and um, Guy Windsor are over at uh, Grand Majestic now doing work. Mm-hmm. So that's excellent. He's good. He's a good singer. He can, I think he can do like Elvis and stuff like that too if he wants. Anyway, um, so with Michael Chambliss, good, good on you. Um, they've reopened, but several. It's kind of that time of year where things are reopening. So there's also new things that were not here. And I'm talking to all you Gatlinburg Improv Festival people who are coming into town March 6th and 7th. There's a lot of stuff that's different since you were here a year ago. That's true. And we have one of those being the Gatlinburg Skybridge. Yeah. And you can take a long walk and see all that breathtaking scenery. Is this the thing and we sent uh, Kira and Savannah Yes, we do. In fact, uh, in the article, when I publish it, you'll be able to see a link to that YouTube video. And there's like a glass, plexiglass part in the middle. They have that, yes. Yeah, yeah. And like it is the longest pedestrian bridge in North America. So you'll have a chance to walk on it this year if uh, you haven't been yeah. here since sometime last year or the year before. And that's Anakista? Where's that? No, that's Skybridge. That's in the Skybridge, yes. There's, they have a, and both places have bridges. That's correct. Skybridge yes. there? Okay, that's cool. I'd like to go up there. Mm-hmm. All righty. Oh, I've got all weekend in Gatlinburg. I can go do stuff. Mm-hmm. And beyond the lens... Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, we've been to a few times. Now, so I thought that was open a year already, but I guess it hasn't. It opened in the beginning of the summer. Uh, beginning of the summer, I believe. All right. So if you work, if you come for spring break, it was not open yet. Mm-hmm. Beyond the lens, Pigeon Forge, uh, you can't miss that turn sideways building. It's across from the Titanic. Uh, right. It celebrates the history of those who were, or famous, or even infamous. Yeah, like the, you go in. There's the the paparazzi wall where it looks like you're walking the red carpet and they're taking your picture and all that kind of tabloidy stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You also have uh, various conspiracy theories, even three theories on the JFK assassination. <laughs> and also uh, you've got the, you gotta love a ball pit where adults can jump in because oh, most yeah. of the time you can't. And the, those aren't the little ball, balls in the shape of like space alien heads or something like that? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. And our friend John Elder who uh, used to do um, marketing and promotion and, and like, what do you call it, the special events for the city of Gatlinburg. He's over there now at mm-hmm. uh, Beyond the Lens, I believe. He is. Excellent. And Old Reds in Gatlinburg got their start about, about a year ago, as I well, recall. Well, yes, and I can mark it by the Gatlinburg Improv Fest. It was almost ready to open. Mm-hmm. We were walking by with our, you know, uh, salivating, going, how come we can't get into Old Reds? And it said that the uh, preview nights were go- about to happen. So it's about to come up on its one-year anniversary. So for those of us who go to the Improv Fest, yeah, it's finally open. Mm-hmm. And that's got uh, uh, other locations as well. And if we you're only here, care about the one. <laughs> if, 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 you're, if you're here this week, uh, uh, if you're here this week, they're going to be uh, on Friday night. They'll be doing one of the concerts for the Tennessee Songwriters Week. Nice. That's been going on all month long. Yeah. And they're located on the Parkway in Gatlinburg. You can't miss it. Dolly Parton's Pirates Voyage. 
This used to be somebody else's. Uh, well, no. What did it used well, to be? Well, at one point, Lumberjack Feud was there. Right. That was the, the pre-Paula Dean Lumberjack Feud. Right. So she bought out the property, closed Lumberjack Feud, and opened it up as a pirate show, which I think she has. Well, it was another show before it was a pirate show. Oh, okay. Dolly Parton's, I think, Smoke Mountain Adventures. If yeah, I yeah. But, but she's got a pirate show in Myrtle Beach, I think. It has had that for years. Okay. They just decided to move it here. Well, for the most pirates. Mm-hmm. Everybody does. Except the actual people who are victimized by actual pirates. Yes, that would be yeah. true. Uh, Paula Paladine's Lumberjack Avenue, uh, Lumberjack uh, Adventure. <laughs> they me up. Lumberjack <laughs> Adventure. It's like Dolly buys the Lumberjack Feud, closes it down, and Paula then buys a new Lumberjack Feud across the street. Yes. It's like we got, for, I, I wish we could have had feuding Lumberjack Feuds, because we could have had Lumberjack Feud Feud. With the two feuding feuds. <laughs> well, we were going to have two pirate shows. That's before Dolly's oh, company right. bought out the other company. Fee Hedrick was, yes. had announced plans to open a pirate show. Mm -hmm. And Dolly's like, not so fast. Because <laughs> <laughs> they both had announced their plans. Mm -hmm. It was like, Fee Hedrick's like, we're going to have a pirate show. And then Dolly Parton's company's like, well, we're going to have a pirate show. And Fee Hedrick's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> But Lumberjack Feud is back uh, just down the street from where we are located here on the yeah. parkway. And, uh, they also have zip lining. They have zip lining, too. A new, uh, I just a, hope the, you don't, you're not zip lining and get hit by a flying axe or anything like that. That'd be terrible. <laughs> New rides, but you can see the interview. We have it linked, or uh, yeah, we, we have it linked uh, on the, the page, and you'll so This is the article you're that. going to publish. That's the article we're going to publish. As, very soon as, soon. We, as soon as I stop talking, you'll hit the button. That's, that's correct, right, yes. Good. So you'll be able to see that. And Kieran Savannah interviewed Paula Dean, as a matter of fact, last I summer. I know, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. I've gotten a chance to, uh, to meet her once or twice um, through the course of events. I'm trying to remember. I remember she came, well, I feel like I went to see her. There was some Food Network thing one time. Mm -hmm. And I uh, went up and talked to her and took a picture of her husband who looks like Santa Claus. <laughs> I was at the pre-opening of the restaurant, and I saw her there. Excellent. Yeah, she's... Um, and then she, she comes to town a lot because she has a furniture line. So she had a, some kind of cookbook signing at the um, furniture store in West Knoxville. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she signs in butter, by the way. She's like a stick of butter, like a crayon. <laughs> and she just writes, Paula. That's, that's not true. <laughs> there you go. All right. Then. But so you should know that. I shouldn't have to tell you it's a joke. If, um, if you're picturing Paula Dean signing autographs with a, with a quarter pound of butter in her fist, that you have to know that's a joke, right? I shouldn't have to say that I'm kidding. No, you should not have to say that. All right. What, whatsoever. All right, so Paula Dean signs autographs and butter. <laughs> All right, then. Well, we do have just a very few community calendar items. Oh, is it that everything that's in the article? That's did I, everything did I run, in the article. Did I destroy the whole <laughs> Well, but, but, uh, but you can uh, read that once you get I that will. published. Uh, I will for happily you. read that. Today, of course, uh, once again, uh, your chance to uh, get some free pancakes, but make a donation to a good cause, yes. Children's Hospital. Ash Wednesday is tomorrow, and also the first uh, of this week's Tennessee Songwriters Week showcases at the Bijou in Knoxville. All right, so that's, uh, that's Wednesday. So today this is Wednesday. Tuesday, and then Wednesday is the, uh, the okay. There, then uh, every Friday during Lent, Fish Fry at Sacred Heart Cathedral in, on North Shore Drive, and meet free dinners at St. Mary's in Gatlinburg, and Holy Family in Seymour. On there might Friday be others too, if you check the church bulletin. I was just Googling and found those ones. Because mm -hmm. um, that's kind of cool. You know, I mean, I, I come up, to, I'll be up in Gatlinburg, obviously, for uh, the first Friday of Lent, mm -hmm. or second Friday of Lent, whenever. Uh, so I might, might, <laughs> I might should totally tell my wife that we're going to St. Mary's for soup night. 
<laughs> She's got her heart center going in Chesapeake's that night. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we're going to uh, soup night. I think we're, that's another new thing since last year. Chesapeake's mm-hmm. in Gatlinburg. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so many, you know, we can do probably three or four different articles about this same subject. Well, let's do that because so. Bob wants, us to write, wants you to write a new one every week. And I just don't, he's not watching now, I'm sure. So mm-hmm. tends to do another article on the same topic. More new things. <laughs> there you go. Thanks to your ideas and suggestions. Here's more. Uh, yes, definitely. Sequel. Leave us your suggestions. People love sequels, right? Absolutely. We all yes. love sequels. Good. Let's write the sequel um, to that. Back Where to the Future, 16. Okay. Uh, Jonathan Caton, formerly of Journey uh, at the Gatlinburg Convention Center as part of Tennessee Songwriters Week. That is on Friday. Then Saturday, same place, Ronnie Millsap in concert. Mm. And then a very quick look ahead. Uh, also over the weekend, the Broadway musical Waitress at Tennessee Theater. We've got a Mountain Quilt Fest. We'll talk more about that next week. Uh, that's 4th through 7th. Then the Gatlinburg Improv Fest, 6th and 7th. I'll mention on uh, Waitress for a moment. That's the, um, the musical with Sarah Bareilles doing the songs. Mm-hmm. My friend Cheryl Burchett is, you, you, would, you know her, but you don't know that you know her mm-hmm. because she's kind of outrageous and draws, dresses in this 1950s garb all the time. She's an art teacher and she and her husband, her husband restores old cars and trucks and things. Mm-hmm. So he bought this old ice cream truck and converted it into the cruising Cone Mm-hmm. So they drive it around, they're in parades, and you can hire them to come to your party, your birthday party or whatever. And he, he took this old bread truck and converted it into an old ice cream truck looking thing. Mm-hmm. And they go around and they sell popsicles, or more likely you just you pay them whatever the fee is, and they come to your party and they hand out popsicles or whatever, ice creams. But she's crazy in a good way, and she enters all these wonderful contests. Like, I mean, she'll win for the school. She'll, she'll win the, some contest. To, for her school to get thousands of dollars in some national contest. And of course she wins because she plays the game. Mm-hmm. Well, the Tennessee Theater had a waitress contest, and it was a pie contest, a pie-baking contest. Uh-huh. So uh, she submitted a couple of pies, and they got accepted in the first round, and then she had to bake them again. In fact, I think she, of the final three, or the final five, whatever the final, however the top was, I think she had two. <laughs> She's so good, I think she had two <laughs> pies in the finals. And of course she wins, you know, and they were so good for her. It was on the news. <clears throat> Sorry. All right yeah. then. And March seventh, how Titanic became my lifeboat. That's the world premiere at the Ford Cinemas, and also that's the Lego kid we talked about yesterday. Right? Absolutely. Okay. And mark your calendar for this April first, the Sevier County Hospitality Alliance Trade Show. One of my uh, favorite events of the year. What is it? What it is, it's basically, it's a trade show for everybody in the hospitality in- industry. You'll find everybody from web designers to photographers to uh, laundry uh, facilities sure, yeah. and uh, merchant services. Anybody who has anything to sell or market, uh, big screen TVs even. Now, if you've not got the ones you have at home, but the ones that are more heavy duty for motels. Right, right. Yeah, if you're in the hospitality business, if you've got cabins or uh, you, that you rent out, yeah. That's really cool. You going? I'm going to probably try to go there. Yes. All right. Do you have to buy a ticket to get in? How do you uh, get in? It, uh, last I knew, it was a free admission. Do you have to know somebody. Uh, no. no, you just don't go. have to know anybody. Just just show up, and then uh, you'll get signed up. And that's and, a and Wednesday, go, isn't and, it? And April first. I'll have to look. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> but you, you, you go around to the different I, I booths, and, and yeah. uh, if you get a signature or an initial at every booth, then you can enter a contest, and they used to have some nice prizes, too. Yeah, it's a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I wouldn't be surprised if you might find a Mountain Fun Life camera there, but I don't know that for sure. Good, 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 good. <laughs> Why do I have the whole calendar in my brain? I what is wrong with me? I'm not the savant guy. My, my daughter knows a savant guy who, if you tell, knows every, can tell, like in fact, he knows that my son is going to turn 11,000 days old mm -hmm. coming up on February 28th. So he sends out an email saying, you know, uh, you will be turned 11,000 days old on this day. You were born on a Tuesday or Thursday, whatever it was, <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. And he's got all this stuff in his brain. You know, he, he can't help it. But I just have the next several weeks in my brain because I have to know where I'm going to be. Like if Gustavo Tomazelli wants me to be on his podcast, I got to know, well, no, I, I'm busy. This day, this day, this day, this day, and this day. Mm -hmm. You are very scheduled. Me, it's like, where am I supposed to be today? I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I can't. I can't live without it. I, I'm, sure. I am. I'm, I used to be. Well, I don't, I don't know what I used to be, but I used to have a, a week at a glance day planner, and now Google Calendar. I love it so much because I can my, see where my wife's calendar, and she can see mine, mm -hmm. and I don't have to explain to her where I am anymore because she just looks it up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, there he goes again. And the same with her. If, she's, if I wake up from a nap or something and she's not home, I just look at the calendar and go, oh, yeah, choir practice. Mm -hmm. So there you have it. All right. Well, uh, I think we're done uh, for today. Uh, but I noticed that um, Hannah has put up the slide for, uh, for gas prices from AAA, which I, I do need to get gas today. So go ahead and put that up. I'm gonna, I was thinking of going to Murphy, USA, because they were like 2.11 a gallon, I think 2.11.9 a gallon at Murphy, USA. Mm -hmm. Well, our average in Tennessee is 2.23 right now. That's three cents more than last week, thanks to Megan at AAA for passing that along. Seven cents less than a month ago, but four cents more than last year. Now, Tennessee is the 10th least expensive in the nation. And you can still go ahead and leave, even though we're wrapping up, you can go ahead and leave a comment on your gas prices if you'd like. Now. If you're coming up for Atlanta, you want to stop by Chattanooga or Cleveland, fill up because that's the least expensive metro market in the state. Oh. Uh, but you got to bypass Nashville because it's, it's expensive. So, Dan Buck, when you and the shenanigans are coming up from Cleveland at Lee University for uh, the Gatlinburg Improv Fest, bring extra gas. No, <laughs> no, no don't do no. that. Tank up in, in <laughs> Cleveland. And then, and then also, I'll point out, uh, like I said, Sevierville has got the, the Kroger and the Murphy USA that seem to be the lowest of, of the ones I drive by. Mm -hmm. You know, you may see different ones when you're going down Chapman Highway, yes. but the Murphy USA right there, um, kind of near next to the Duncan, near the closed psychic shop. <laughs> yes. That's where I'm going <laughs> right after the show today to, uh -huh. to fill up, because my car says I've only got 47 miles left and my house is 48 miles away. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> so I can't make it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Better than that. Yeah, cool. All right, well, what's next? Are we, are they do, what's tomorrow's show? Is it going to be Jim and Dre? Because I'm, I'm curious if Jim Johnson is back from his world travels. Because I see him on Facebook, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and he's, he and uh, Silk Cozart have been promoting movies and traveling everywhere. And last I saw, they were in North Carolina um, after having shown the movie here in Knoxville, or in Knoxville, rather, on Friday night. Mm-hmm. You guys know Hannah and Hunter. Do you know what the plan is for tomorrow? I haven't. Uh, we don't know yet. Well, anyway, uh, <laughs> it may be Jim and Dre. It may not. But and uh, if you're watching tomorrow at 10 a.m. and you happen to see in a video of me wearing this exact same suit, <laughs> it's because I'm going to record it after the show today. <laughs> so, or not, we'll find out. Um, 
Anyway, something, a, uh, something will be on. I hope Dre Hilton is here and Jim Johnson's here. That's what I'm hoping. Yes, uh, me too. And then Thursday, Ask Frank Live. Do we have a prize yet? I Usually don't I find know out on Tuesday. Usually yes. Tuesday night is when I learn or, uh, what the prize will be for, uh, for the Thursday edition of the show. Mm-hmm. And flu-ridden Kira may or may not be back on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So if you're, not, if you're remotely sick, Kira dear, uh, tell us now and we'll try to get a, a guest co-host mm-hmm. for, the, uh, for the Ring Dang Do on, uh, on Thursday because that's when we give away the prizes and it's, there's a lot going on and it's nice to have, you know, um, help with the comments and the business and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. And then Friday, of course, I think is Sports in the Smokies. And last Friday, poor Rich, poor Rich Haley, suffering at Disney, Disney World, <laughs> trying to find uh, enough bandwidth that he could do the show from there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eventually, I guess he did. I think he climbed the pole somewhere. I yeah, don't know. Like, yeah, but it took him, it took him an hour or two, but it, uh-huh. he got it on. Uh-huh. And then uh, Monday, oh, we'll be back again with the usual morning in the mountains, and I'll be doing whatever I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know. Then we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, Saturday is Leap Day. We get an extra day in February. Mm-hmm. So there you go. All right. Well, congratulations again to uh, Jean Lee Palaganis on her fancy new port cochere that's being installed today over at the, uh, the Inn on the River. We noticed that on the way. Happy Mardi Gras. Uh, that's why I've got the purple and the, and the yellow on today because, uh, you know, if I say laissez bon temps brûlé, you know what that means? Not a thing, no. <laughs> well, I can talk you through it. Laissez. Laissez. Is let. Let, yes. Like I say, it's actually the imperative uh, second person. So you let. So you've heard of laissez-faire. Mm-hmm. Yes, that means let it, let it be, basically, is what yes. it means. Hands-off politics, that kind of thing. It's old, old-timey 1700 stuff. Well, anyway, laissez, let, mm-hmm. uh, les bon temps. I don't know. Uh, Lay is the, bon uh, is good, mm-hmm. temps is time, uh-huh. or times. Yes. Roulet. Roulet. Roulette? No. <laughs> well, roll. Roll, yes. Let's get times roll. Boom! Okay. I just taught you some French. All right. Les Montants Brûlés. Uh-huh. So anyway, have a great uh, Mardi Gras. Uh, enjoy your king cake. Enjoy whatever else you do. It doesn't have to be a New Orleans thing. I just happen to have been to New Orleans a few times. And uh, you know, another day, another time, you'll have to ask me about my New Orleans anecdotes, hanging out with people who became famous later. I see. We're not famous at the time, mm-hmm. but I'm out carousing and going and bar hopping with Billy Bush before he became famous. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that was a, another year. Uh, it was the convention for radio people. And another year, it was Aisha Tyler, who um, now hosts Whose Lines It Anyway, talking about Jealous. And she's a lovely, brilliant woman and great conversationalist. I, was, I, could, I could have talked to her literally all night, just enjoyed the heck out of it. Uh, she, she's Ivy League, you know, Dartmouth. Mm-hmm. Very brilliant. Anyway, um, so that was my two big, I guess there you go. I to, no, I don't have to tell you. Those are my two best New Orleans stories. That's <laughs> 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 the time I hung out with Billy Bush and the time I hung out with Aisha Tyler. All right. Uh, we're back tomorrow. No, uh, tomorrow's Ash Wednesday, so they'll have the special entertainment show for Ash Wednesday. I'm going to be at church. <laughs> repenting for all my sins. <laughs> I see. It's a long list. Uh, well, thank you, Brad. Well, thank you. Anything else? Uh, that's about all I've got for right now. Okay, then. Uh, appreciate your watching. Thanks for liking, sharing, and commenting. A lot of good comments today, and that means a lot to us. But if you do click like, that's valuable to us. And if you click share, it's even more valuable to us because we get to uh, spread the word about Mountain Fun Life and get more viewers as we gear up for the big, big spring season, the rollout of the magazine, the articles that Brad's posting on our Facebook page, all of the things we would love for you to uh, interact and uh, help us out with that. 
Thanks for watching. For Brad Lovett, I'm Frank Murphy, and this is Morning in the Mountains on Mountain Fun Life.